take two. Recording with not Matt. Hi, Peter. <laughs> oh, you do sound like Matt quite a lot, actually. <laughs> yes, I did it. I nailed it. <laughs> uh, welcome, Derek Reimer, the third leg of our uh, mastermind group. Yeah, their first first appearance in the podcast. Thanks for uh, finally having me on the show. Yeah, well, you are sort of replacing Matt because he <laughs> canceled last minute. <laughs> He just he just sent in. I just threw this question in our Slack channel. I said, "State your goals for the week." And yeah. his number four, four bullet point was to what did he say? Listen to someone outdo him in you his on staging him or something. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's the start of the new year. I thought maybe you might have some better updates. So <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> we love you, Matt. You'll be back. Don't worry. Just oh, keeping you your seat warm. But Matt just told me before we uh, recorded that he's not even on Product Hunt. Oh. Um, oh. And you had a pretty uh, pretty successful Product Hunt launch yeah, uh, last it week. Was, so. um, it's been a crazy last four days. I did, not, I did not know what to expect. I was tempering my expectations because you just never know with these things. You don't have a lot of control over it. It's kind of like you do your best to prep and plan and follow best practices and you put it out there and it may just completely flop or get, I was like, I was prepared for it to just get pulled down and like shadow banned. Cause that sometimes happens. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to hang too much on this, but I know it's something I should do. And so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, when you start with like heat and shot posting it, like, you know what you're doing, right? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, yeah. Right. And so thankfully but, like I have Corey in my corner to, kind of bring in um some of those best practices and of course Heaton's a tiny seed mentor but Corey also knew him so um and he had had him um, hunt swipe files for him a couple days earlier too so Heaton was was a true gentleman in helping us out uh, with that I mean I think like you can email Heaton and ask if he wants to hunt something if he likes it he'll probably do it he's hunted so many things on there it's insane yeah he's very helpful Yep. And he's very uh, responsive as well. Like, mm-hmm. I think that he unfollowed everyone on Twitter, but he used to have like, he used to follow like 200,000 people yeah. and still be right. like active, which is I know. Uh, unfathomable. I don't know how you operate at that level. I do want to be, a goal of mine for this year is to like become even more responsive. Like when I get emails from people or, or random tweets or DMs, I'm so bad at that right now, but I don't feel like that's, like if Heaton can do it with that many followers and people probably hitting him up all the time, like I feel like I should be able to do a little better at it. So, yeah. Maker manager time. I know. It's all time management. Got to get rid of the of the maker then. Ugh. Hire a maker. <laughs> mm, it'll be a while before I can do that. Well, and it sounds like we're kind of scooping the the product hunt story a bit from Ben a bitch, right? A, a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, yeah. Uh, right. Cause we record uh, art of product a week in advance. And so we were, Ben and I recorded so he, Thursday, he got the product so. hunts website stuff, right? Yeah. Right. So we talked about that. Cause the, so savvy Cal went live on product hunt J- Thursday, January uh, 7th. I know actually we recorded on Friday. So we recorded Friday morning. We had bumped it one day off our normal schedule. So I was able to report some numbers, which will go live uh, one day after this podcast drops. So, uh, (laughs) but yeah, I have, I have some more story to tell. The the saga has continued um, from the initial day. And so we can talk about that here. 
yeah i mean let's do it <laughs> yeah. we uh you know i mean you know how it goes we do we do our updates like yeah. like you do as well like obviously your podcast was a big inspiration for this one mm-hmm. we 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 responded to ben's call <laughs> request call for podcast request for podcast and, uh, yeah nice even though matt is trying to sabotage it with his move he's he canceled this because he's moving mm-hmm. into his uh the the mini mansion he's built in texas <laughs> it's not even mini it's insanely big it's, it's very mansion. texas <laughs> yeah it's just a mansion yeah. yeah it's almost like a fortress i kind of <laughs> imagine it has a moat around it like a little moat so he needs his his real moat and his metaphorical moat around summit moats yeah. all the way yeah yeah yeah, I think the the mansion is where he's moving now, and then when his kids are moving out of college, he's moving to a ranch somewhere in like Montana, mm. something like that. That's that's how I understood it. Is that the plan? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even though he's trying to sabotage this uh, out of beta streak, I'm desperately trying to release something every week. Yeah, you guys have been very consistent, which I give you props for ben and i kind of took the alternative approach where like we just gave ourselves permission to take weeks off as needed if we don't have stuff but i know you guys are the talk radio of indie sass so you always manage to uh (laughs) to have lots to talk about which is good it's entertainment i i like it you know i enjoy it i always enjoy it it felt like uh cheating a bit over the break when we just kind of like sliced up an episode into three bites but I, I just yeah. want something there every week. I don't want to miss a week because I know then we're sliding and then, yeah, I just know how my psychology works. Yeah. I, yeah. I've told Matt that we can start doing that when we've crossed a hundred episodes. Okay. And I think this yeah. is like episode 84 or something like that. 85, yeah. 84. So yeah, pretty wild. Nice. nice. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can totally go first uh, okay. with your updates and yeah. uh, we can talk about what you've been up to. Totally. I haven't really started working yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, you kind of started this in. day. Yeah. So, uh, cool. Maybe you well, have yeah, a bit more updates. I'll, I'll kind of tell, I'll just briefly recap this, the product hunt launch story. So, you know, we had, Corey and I had planned this um, for several weeks in advance. We started talking about it in December of like, okay, what do we want to do early January? And felt like the right time. You know, I, in prior products, I've launched them really close to the time when I actually publicly launched the product. And, this time around, I made the just conscious decision to wait a bit. Um, and because what often tends to happen on Product Hunt is if your product is pretty new, it launches and you get a lot of people saying like, well, this product doesn't do as much as this other thing or how is it different or why should I care? You know, there's that kind of narrative can start to take over the thread. And so I wanted to have more, more you know, ink spilled about like, here are the differences between us and other people and the product's more mature now. And it's like, has good customers and a solid base of paying customers and all that kind of stuff. So I just felt like that was a better launching pad. Um, yeah, you were well armed. I saw that in the comments, like no matter what they asked, it's like, Oh, here's a page or like, here's yeah. the Calendly comparison page or yeah. Yeah. I, which felt good to, to have that, you know, because in prior, you kind of felt like caught flat footed before if you don't have all that kind of stuff. So so that was, um, we were like, okay, I think it's time and it's like good time beginning of the year. It kind of just sets, sets you off on a good trajectory. People are coming back from, uh, from holidays and stuff and ready to check out new things. So kind of the, the 
market is primed to uh, to look at new stuff, and so it just just felt good on many levels. So in a, leading up to it, we did this thing um, where so we have the username scarcity play that um, we can take advantage of because Savvy Cal has usernames, and so we decided, you know what, in advance of this, we'll try to try to get more people into the into the funnel before and. It wasn't it wasn't a shady offer. It was like, hey, we're heads up. We're going to launch on Product Hunt. We expect this to drive a bunch of signups. And if you want to sec- make sure to secure your cool, you know, username, uh, do that before the first week of January. And so that that was nice. It drove um, drove a nice base of of signups at least. Not a ton of trials off of that, but they're now kind of in the in the orbit, you know. So now we can can communicate with them and stuff. So. So we did that, and then week of Jan- January, first week of January came up, and Corey did a swipe files launch on Monday, and he wanted to test out some some of our plans and um, see how that plays out. And so, um, nice, yeah, I think it was very successful for him. I think it was uh, got like eight hundred upvotes or something like that, and I think it it uh, drove a bunch of signups. So yeah, he was feeling very optimistic going into the Savvy Cal launch that. We were going to be able to see similar results, um, and so yeah, we we recruited Heaton to do to do the post for us, and of course you want to post it close to midnight Pacific time because that's when the day rolls over for Product Hunt. So um, I I had to make the decision if I was going to stay up till two a.m. and like be online when it goes live, um, and potentially just wreck the next day because I don't pull all nighters anymore, <laughs> um, and. <coughs> I planned not to. I was just going to get up early and start chiming in like after a couple hours after it went live. Um, but body clocks are funny. I just like right at the stroke of 2 a.m. I just like popped awake and I was like alert. So I just nice. got up and got on the computer and did, <laughs> posted the first comment. You know, it's the maker. You want to have the first comment and then it gets the most upvotes and it's pinned to the top basically. Um, so did that and had some scheduled emails go out. Um, so I mailed my personal list and... Uh, anyone who signed up for the product, Corey Ghost wrote that for me, and um, you know, just kind of like, hey, here's kind of the sh- quick, brief story leading up to where we where we're at with Savvy Cal. It's our launch day on Product Hunt. Go, you know, mm-hmm. tell the community what you think in that comment thread, and and so people responded really well. I was I was really blown away by maybe they needed a distraction from like the the news events. Of, like, oh gosh, I know. Well, and we had we had a moment. Corey and I were texting like on Wednesday evening, as a coup was being staged at the U.S. Capitol. Like, do we pull depending the plug on, on this? how successful this coup is? <laughs> right, like just crazy stuff. I mean, and that's just so you know, twenty twenty bleeding into twenty twenty one. Just like you never know what large national event is going to potentially interfere with yeah. your well-laid plans you know um i found it hilarious like the people the majority american people of course on social media that tell you that you can't talk about b2b SaaS things yeah. on twitter because something yeah. happened in the u.s and it's like they would never say that about anything happening in any other country right right it's funny and i just i mean i wholeheartedly reject that idea that like come on, man, you need, there's other bigger things happening in the world. You should never talk marketing about your B2B SaaS business. It's like, no, I'm sorry. Like the world doesn't stop when bad things happen. I mean, we can't just, right. We can't just all retreat and shut down our businesses because there are 
things happening in the world, you know? Um, I mean, if it specifically relates to your business, it might be different, but like, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So by, by like 9 PM that night, I mean, obviously things got kind of under control in the U S capital. And so we were like, okay, I think, I think we'll be okay to, um, to go ahead and do this. Like, it's not like it's, there's going to be a national tragedy happening the next day as far as we could tell. So like, all right, we're in the clear. You were like calling in to say like, send the national guard. Like I got this product on lunch tomorrow. (laughs) Come on. What are you waiting for? Yeah. 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 So, so we, we proceeded and pretty quickly started to get like good traction on product hunt, good like comments, upvotes, um, all the things you want there. And, um, I spent like an hour kind of engaging the comment thread and then, and then went back to bed. I managed to fall back asleep for a few hours and then got back up and was basically in the, in the hot seat all day long, like just tending to the conversation happening there and, um, watching kind of just watching the app to make sure everything was, uh, it's holding up well. Thankfully no technical issues happened. Um, yeah. So do like everything, uh, around Savica, like this was really well executed. And I think, I don't think it's because you were lucky that they like let you be number one product. It's because you yeah. planned it out and you executed to yeah, perfection. Th- yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. I think there's, I mean, there was a good combination of like, um, obviously the very first comments came from people who I had notified from, from the various spheres. And so it's like a testament to how helpful our community is when, when you ask them you know, to people to rally around something and their willingness to just take five minutes and, and post a comment like was amazing. And I think then that was enough like lighter fluid, enough ignition to like kind of spark the kind of product hunt, um, traction, I guess. And then more people started chiming in. And then when something's really upvoted and commented on it, it attracts more attention. And so then it was like the, yeah, the kindling that started the campfire over there. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of have a thought now about like why, like when people hear about Savvy Cal the first time, I think, I don't think the the very first time you see it or hear about it, I'm not sure you're immediately convinced that you want it. Like, because everything, everyone is so, we've all like learned that Calendly is like such a good product because it solved a big problem. Yeah. And then we haven't like, like the majority of people haven't realized that yes, it solved the big problem, but it like, but now it's like, now they're like, this is a new normal or that's the old normal, but we've got used to that. And now like we can strive, strive for like better solutions than that. Yeah. So I, but I think like a lot of people like see Savical and they're like, what, like, and that's like why the number one question you got was like, how is this different from Calendly and why mm-hmm. it was very clever that you already had a page <laughs> that you can yeah. share about that because it's yeah. like, yeah, you just know that there was a problem and Calendly solved it. And then you might not really have realized that it's time for an innovation or. Yeah. I think a lot of people haven't fully like used their imagination to the point of realizing like, Oh, things can actually like, we can make strides forward and do things improve upon this kind of core idea of like sending a scheduling link. I think people just, which is not surprising totally because people who are on the purchasing side of these types of products aren't, their job is not to 
think up how it can be improved. That's the job of the product person, right? But it does it does require a bit of a leap because there's a chance that, you know, I have these ideas, you throw them out into the world and then like people are like, no, nah, I don't care, you know? But you, you kind of have to, that's where it's so hard to validate things like this because, I mean, you can describe it to people and I certainly had a lot of people early on say, well, I don't know, man. Good. It's going to be a big uphill battle trying to compete with Calendly. And, you know, maybe it maybe it ultimately still will be challenging. But um, so far, like the the marketing copy and the way the product is structured has been decently effective at showing people and helping people, you know, capture their imagination that like, oh, yeah, this can be things can be better. So. Yeah. And it's kind of like it may kind of makes you curious almost like why would you make a, a company? Competitor to Calendly, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I've heard like these like schedulers described as almost like a commodity recently because, like as an example of they, they they talked about it on the Indie Hackers podcast in relation to bundling. Like it's an it's an obvious thing to bundle if it's just Calendly if you're literally just copying Calendly, right? Um, but that's not what you're doing. Like you're building yeah. a different experience. Yeah, I think that like I mean. Google Calendar seems to continue to add every time I look in their like event editing interface, especially in like G Suite, not just regular Gmail. I think they they keep adding, you know, different event types. There's like tasks and proposed appointments and they have a concept of working hours in there. Like I think they're probably getting closer to providing some of the core of what um, some of the most basic scheduling tools do, you know, Um, but I don't see them having a full like area of the product dedicated to helping protect your maker time and optimize nudge people to yeah. book certain time. Like, I don't think I don't see them ever going that, that deep into it. And so that's where I think the opportunity for, an, for a third party to exist really lies. I it's felt, not I in felt this, really, yeah. I felt really good about using a savvy Cal yesterday when I was, I was scheduling with someone who I would classify as like, not a VIP, but like a, someone who was definitely like had a higher status <laughs> than yeah. me in the business world um yeah. and and he had asked me like can can you talk next week wednesday or tuesday or wednesday between 12 and 4 in mm-hmm. the afternoon and then i responded to him like yeah feel free to send me an invite for the time that works best or we can go through this link um and then I, I just super quickly like set up a Savical link with those times. So yeah. the only thing he would see was, you know, the the time that slots he that he already proposed. Yeah. Um, and he could only his calendar and that stuff. And it, it just felt like super, it felt very professional. Mm-hmm. And it was a, such an easy way to show him that I listened. Like I listened to what he said and I, yeah. I you know, took a step forward or like, yeah. It, it felt good to do that. Yeah, nice. And he chose Savical. Nice. He didn't send me an invite. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and dude, I felt like a VIP myself, or at least like a. I felt pretty famous on the day of the the product hunt launch. I saw my face. Yeah, I'm <laughs> a still lot using of times. Your picture everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's I had a to good put picture. To, I had to put I together. Have to give this, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I have to give shout out to uh, Volva from uh, Freemius, which is a product in the WordPress space. He uh, they had like a like a um, some sort of meetup in Berlin at a WordCamp, and he took that. He took a picture of him and me, and I, I really liked the picture. So I was like, 
do, do you mind if I take the picture that you out. took and crop <laughs> you out and then just use that my profile picture? It's like, no, that's great. Do it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I needed a model for the um, for the the uh, booking page to show um, show a personalized link. And so thank you for agreeing to do that without express permission. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you wouldn't mind. Um, no, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I produced had to produce a bunch of graphics for the um, for the product hunt page. So did little some little demo shots there. Did a video, which I probably spent spent like a couple hours working on that. Like I just, it's the kind of thing where you wanna you want it to just feel like, hey guys, quick you know just a quick video yeah. for product hunt. Here's a walkthrough. But then you start kind of start with that approach, and then I did did like one take, and then I was like, ah, but it could really be tighter in this area. And then before I knew it, I was like trying to produce something that was decently polished and that wasn't really the idea, but I don't know. I don't, I don't do super well. I'm kind of a perfectionist, so I don't do super well at just like a quick rough cut, you know, thing. But I heard positive reviews about the, um, about the, the video, positive feedback. So I'm glad I put some time into that. Yeah, I watched it. It was great. Oh, thank you. Good, good, good. So then yeah. What, then what, what happened next? Well, okay, so we're going through the day. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, sorry, I was I was jumping ahead a little okay. bit too far. I think let's let's hear how the 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 website launch went. Yeah, there wasn't. I mean, this, there wasn't much eventful throughout the day, other than you kept continuing to drive a nice stream of traffic and signups. Um, so by like end of day, late evening, we had I think around three hundred and fifty registrations, which. So here's okay. kind of basically how the funnel works. You register for an account and it's free and you can get in and you can look around and then you can choose the moment when you want to kick off your trial. So, and then the trial has a credit card step just through Stripe checkout. Um, and it kicks off a seven day trial and then, and then you become paying. So you can sign up without, with very low friction. And so that's obviously where the top of the, you know, user registration funnel is. And then that's like click the Google auth button. Yep. yep. You just basically auth yourself in, um, so we had around 350 of those and then I think 20 or so trials. Um, so I was feeling pretty good about that. You know, it was, again, I didn't have set expectations. So it was like, that's, that's good. Good exposure. A lot of people seeing this post, it sat at, we sat at number one basically all day, um, on upvote count, which was nice. Yeah. Um, and then, and then right near the end of the day, the number two, um, I product, had been so at one they were pretty much at half our vote count throughout the the day you know we were like 600 they were 300 and then something i don't know what they were doing they were probably emailing their list or cuz i didn't really see a they lot of they went on activity. fiverr man and like bought like a <laughs> i don't farm know or i'm not going to speculate publicly you know i'm just all i know is it was like whoa a late in the day surge and like in the span I saw of like it. They had like 200 more votes or something like yeah, that yeah in the span of like an hour they were like adding multiple multiple votes every 30 seconds. So they must've been doing some kind of promo. I don't know. Um, and so they cruised past us on <laughs> the vote count, <laughs> but, um, oh, well we had to, I was talking it over with Corey and it was like, ultimately is not gonna, is not gonna have any bearing on the success of the, the launch. So we just, you know, it's just purely a vanity thing. So just got to get over it. And that was fine. Um, so, Went to bed feeling pretty good about how the day had gone. And then woke up the next morning. It was Friday morning. Uh, we were, ben and I were going to record a podcast. 
And like right before we got started, I got an email from Product Hunt saying like, hey, just so you know, we featured you in our newsletter. Um, I was like, oh, cool. And I figured that That's awesome. could happen. You know, they do like daily and weekly newsletters, I think. And they might do a monthly one too. Um, and so we recorded. And then I like popped open my web analytics, my Fathom account, and had like 150 people currently on the site. And I was like, wow, what is going on? And, uh, and then I looked at the link. They, they linked to the newsletter. And the subject line was RIP Calendly <laughs> with a thinking emoji face. And then uh, the top image was a screenshot of one of my uh, one of my promo shots. And then they did in their own words, like a very well written, like they they employ some good copywriters. Yeah. Very well written, like summary of the problem and why what's how Savvy Cal is solving it. And like seriously, that copy is stellar. Like I want to use it on my site somewhere. <laughs> it's so good. I thought you had written that. No. When nope. I, it was wow. purely their editorial staff that had done that. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. It was really, that was really fun to see. And, um, I mean, it, it, an admittedly aggressive subject line, I think some, there was just a tiny bit of chatter on social people like, Hey, this doesn't seem cool. Like, I wonder if they paid for that. And I made like, made sure to chime in on that thread. Like, no, we did not. I, this was not solicited, didn't pay for it. That was purely their, um, their staff kind of coming up with their own newsletter email. So, but yeah, spicy. That's awesome. Yeah. But that, so, so what I learned was, you know, Thursday was the kind of the tee up to the real prize, which was Friday. Um, so over the course of the day, I think it drove, um, 1500 signups. Wow. And that's insane around, I think, I think we finished the day around 90 active trials and, and then it's continued to. Like over the weekend, it just kind of halo effect, you know. It just, like in nine ninety active trials is like that's like a pretty meaningful number of new trials compared to where you're at, you're at right now, right? For sure, yeah. I was hovering, or I was like usually under twenty. Like it kind of went up and down. It's hard to get a gauge for what my actual like steady state would be because the holidays kind of messed with yeah. the that pipeline a bit. Um, but I was like anywhere between 10 and 20 tri active trials yeah. at any good time on average. And so, yeah, a big, huge bump. Um, and then it just kind of c continued because, I mean, email is just, this just goes to show how powerful email is a, as a medium because it's putting it into someone's inbox. It's right in front of them as opposed to a website that people passively check. So it's not really that surprising if you think about it, that, that that was the real driver of um, of considerable traffic. So it like way outstripped the amount of uniques and page views, uh, from the actual launch day. Um, and then, and then they sent a, um, a weekly, so they have like a daily and weekly update email and their weekly one went out this morning, Monday morning. And it wasn't another feature of us right at the top of the email, but I think we were in the top of the list after that. So then this is, that's been driving traffic all day today too. So we're close to 2000 signups at this point. Um, wow. Yeah. Thank you. Product hunt. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, it's uh congrats. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm blown away. Like it's, it's just, cool. Cause it's like, it's not, it's not a scalable, like it's not a marketing channel in that no. like sense, but it's like, it's so like, if you can nail the launch, like you did, like it's super meaningful and it's, it's a huge boost and it like, you could do a couple of those 
types right. of things like early on. Yeah. That it gives you some more, I'm going to use a Justin Jackson word. It, it gives you some more margin to like figure out right. some other traction challenge that, that works. Um, yeah. Instead of starting with like SEO and like, then you get like three trials a week and 10 trials a week and 20 right. trials. Like you get a, a good boost to like get you started. Yeah, it's like a it's a jump start kind of thing. Like, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, traffic won't stay at the levels that they were at, but it'll be interesting to see if sometimes these things happen in your trajectory where it's like you do a big launch and something just kind of sets you on a different trajectory. And there's right. a lot of factors that go into that. It's like maybe just the fact that it's I think this I think products on the email list is like in the multiple hundreds of thousands. So you know, hundreds of thousands of people now have heard of it. And so then the next time they see it, it'll be their second touch as opposed to their first. And right. so there's just so many follow-on effects from this, I think. And it'll be interesting to see how the numbers settle out. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, one of my, one person that's following me on, on Twitter, I think he's listening to the podcast as well. He's, uh, he asked like, what's the, what's that Calendly alternative that's better thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, because he like he probably heard me talk about it or me share something about it, and yeah. then so I just chimed in and linked to Savvy, and it's like, yeah, that's the one I thought about. So, you know, it, you hear about it a few times, and you you get used to the idea that okay, maybe Calendly isn't the best it could be. Like, mm -hmm. it's obviously better than like the what was the word the you have you shared something like calendar tennis or something like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> scheduling <laughs> tennis or something like that. But it's 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 obviously better than that. Um, yeah but there's just still so much room for improvement. Like, yeah, that's just how it goes with software, I guess. But yeah, it's just, it's interesting. Like you found something like at a really good time. I think mm -hmm. people are just about to like realize. Yeah, for sure. That it could yeah. be better. I hope so. I hope so. How about the virality kind of aspect to, to Savvy Cal? Have you, yeah. cause I mean, that's another reason why this is great. Like if you can get a couple hundred people, just mm -hmm. from product on using it like they share their links and people yeah see. i think i need to i need to get like my tracking mechanism better dialed in for that honestly because i think um it's like once you're already on the site you make it there so your refer is something else to begin with and then if you like click the the powered by link on the booking page or the confirmation page um i don't have like a a super good tracking mechanism in place to know that like someone came there, clicked that and then, um, you know, converted and therefore it's attributed to that, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think it certainly is, is a, it has been a source of some customers. I know like some that I've looked at very specifically looked at their timeline of events and could tell, but I don't have like good metrics aggregation around that at the moment. Um, but I think yeah. that's something that'll be even more, um, meaningful at a bit larger scale like once there's you know once there's like many many hundreds of scheduling links being shared daily then i think that'll start to kick in you know um yeah i mean it depends on what the the what's the viral coefficient or how do you use coefficient. yep viral coefficient. it de depends on what that is right because they get that it might it might be big enough. Like if each uh, Savical user brings 10 new customers, you might never have to do marketing again. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's no, probably not, but yeah. So I will see in the coming months, how it kind of starts to shake out. And, and I definitely on the list of my things to do to get that, like get the tracking on that 
set so that I can just look at a dashboard basically and see what, see how it's tracking. Um, yeah. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I, I'm feeling good. Like it's been overwhelming. I had like, so I have a, the first email that goes out after you sign up, asks two questions. It asks, how did you hear about us? And why did you sign up? And I don't know, that's the kind of email that like definitely not everyone responds to. It's just some percentage of people actually re- reply. And, uh, and that's, that percentage has held or grown, I think with this. So I had like 500 emails to process after, um, you know, in the last yeah. couple of days. And most of it's just like a quick thank you know, thanking someone for giving me info. But then of course they're mixed in there are some support requests and questions about how to use the product and stuff. So I've just been like trying to dig myself out of a hole of emails, <laughs> which, um, I'm almost that's there. F- yeah. Sort of like that. I would say that's a fun problem to have or yeah a good problem to have it does i mean it, it's like i'm also feeling the pressure because so many people have been asking as not surprisingly asking like hey i use outlook when are you gonna have outlook integration hey i use Fastmail. when are you gonna have that about apple so like those three calendar integrations are being just constantly asked for um and also group scheduling stuff like um wanting to use it Probably the most requested one is just like a collective scheduling link where you add one of your teammates onto the calendar invite and it takes, you know, takes both of your availabilities, meshes them together and presents that to the the person scheduling. So I want to get that released really quickly. Now it feels like, okay, there's, I have this moment. There's a lot of people who have just signed up are looking through the products. They have questions and it has limitations. Now, how quickly can I deliver? Um, yeah. And so I'm feeling the pressure. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing, like with all those people signing up um, or just registering, that's the whole like Patrick Campbell uh, owning the lead kind of philosophy, I guess, because, you know, they, they might not be ready to convert right now because they're using fast mail. But yeah. when you have fast mail, you can tell them <laughs> that you have yep. it. Yep. So it's nice to have them even if they don't convert to trials right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Cool. Anything else going on? Um, no, I mean, I think that's that's been, pretty busy. With <laughs> that's been taking up honestly all my headspace the last couple of days, and I think um, yeah, it's like I want to I want to get back. We have Corey and I have a bunch of marketing experiments things, not as impactful probably as uh, Product Hunt <laughs> turned out to be, yeah. <laughs> but just a bunch of things that we wanted to do this month, and so I, I think I want to keep pushing on those, obviously, but also feel like I need to pull my head out of the water for a minute and and like make some forward progress on product that's is this is the challenge like even though Corey's doing a lot of the work on that stuff it's still i'm still involved in it and when that when it causes a spike in traffic and signups then then support requests come through and it's just that stuff is all taking me away from maker time so i'm definitely yeah. feeling the pressure uh but i'm gonna do my I best i guess to- Corey is feeling the pressure as well like he's He's got a, a hard second right now with yeah. the next <laughs> marketing trick he's going to pull off for you. Right, right. This is the measuring stick now. Let's, let's yeah. try to beat this. <laughs> yeah. Last year, I got 2,000 signups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. What's, so what are you... So you're in planning mode kind of for your next... Or have you planned already for what... I'm in survival mode, man. Survival? Okay. It's been... Uh, it's been a crazy uh, holiday break because we we're moving, mm-hmm. but it's like it's with COVID and everything. It's been a little bit difficult. <laughs> it's just it's been hard to like synchronize everything. So like 
just there's a lot of stuff we had to buy because we moved from like a really tiny apartment to a big apartment Mm -hmm. so a lot of furniture and stuff like that and like even though we tried to like order in advance like getting a bed from ikea took like a month or something like that or three weeks or something Hmm. Um, so it's been like you know we we moved but then we still like had to like sleep in the old apartment or like drive up to our cabin or sleep on air mattress and then the air mattress like didn't work anymore and like yeah all of a sudden you're like laying on the floor uh because the something like broke inside it i don't know and that's just bad and then my my wife got sick and I had to like move, but also like take care of a baby and it's yeah. just been insane. Yeah. But uh, we're, we're here now. Like I'm in my new office. That's why it might be a bit echoey. Not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, we're so excited. Like everything is, everything is awesome. <laughs> that's good. No, that's great. Yeah. I mean, that's the, I've, I've done those, you know, moved, moved while in the thick of startup stuff. And it is hard to, pull your mind away from from stuff i guess it kind of yeah. came at a good time because you were you were sort of taking a break concerted right. break during holiday time is good reset time when the world is quieting down a bit um yeah right so. yeah we thought about it. we we decided to move on january 1st or you know um like they offered we could have moved on december 1st and I'm so glad we didn't do that because mm-hmm. that would have been like right in the middle of like me freaking out about everything and coming up to Christmas and all that stuff. That would just have been horrible. Um, yeah. At least it's like new year, new me kind of thing. Everything is new. Everything is, there's a new yeah. plan, everything. Yeah. So I think that that was the right decision. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it's just been it's just been a lot um and i i have been working because i'm a founder <laughs> from yep. a small startup it's yep. so like you still have to do support and stuff like that we had do we have had quite long answering times especially over like new years and christmas and stuff like that but no one's really complained about it so i think people people sort of expect that yeah um i also i did also have like a wp engine agency with more than 100 sites that booked a demo because apparently i i forgot to like d- disable or like put myself offline <laughs> when i was on a break and I, I took that demo um which was good yeah um yeah so the move has been like the main thing it's kind of like the it's the finale of the whole you know when covid started we decided to leave scotland and mm-hmm. and drive put everything in our car and drive to denmark and and have our ball um have our son here instead of having him in the UK basically mm-hmm. and um, being close to family and friends. And the, you know, it's just been a, it's taken a while to like find a place to live. And so we started living in my old like studio flat in Copenhagen, which is like literally one room and a bathroom. Yeah. And then we had the cap and we could drive up to, of course, but like now I'm in my office and like they're sleeping in the bedroom and there's like a huge like open living room, kitchen, dining room. There's even like a storage room behind me <laughs> just for stuff. Nice. nice. <laughs> it's just a wild. There's no drilling happening. No anymore. drilling. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
That's I good. don't miss that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went back to uh, to pick up some stuff from the old place, and they were drilling, and we were like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That was a funny episode with all the drilling. Yeah, yeah. yeah we had fun. <laughs> yeah, so, but today was kind of like the first day back in the saddle, and um, the first day that Bjorn was working as, as well. He's working almost full-time now, so four days a week nice. is what we're aiming for. Yeah, it's it's been good. Um, I think we're really excited. Like it feels like, kind of like what it feels like is a lot of truth seeking. Like we really feel like if we do all these things that we want to do, we will know a lot of, like we will know one way or the other mm-hmm. <laughs> where mm-hmm. this is headed. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a good feeling, and it's you can kind of use that to judge um, if something is worth doing. Like. Yeah. What are we gonna like? Is this important? Will we learn anything from this? So, that's like it's a little bit difficult because there's also like other things you want to do all the time. Like maybe you need to upgrade this framework or like fix this thing or like something is broken. But is it super important? Right, but that was the thing we you and I talked about that. So that's a good one to to dig in just a little. Yeah, bit. you like, you pushed back a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like so there was a you, you were behind on some some framework updates which is like breaking your ci pipeline right and yeah there's like a bunch of things that because we were just you know we were hustling to get the big release out before christmas um and now like there are some some casualties like (laughs) um spread out over the code base and um yeah i think we like we if if we are if if we want to get anything done like we need to fix some of this stuff and also like it might kill our motivation mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um if we don't fix some of it but so it's kind of we have kind of three areas for the product that we're thinking about so we have the big kind of like shape up projects that's like the big the frontiers of stuff we want to bring into the product or make better mm-hmm. and then there are box which needs to get fixed and especially the we we have we now have a tag that we introduced today that's basically is this something that's potentially blocking a wp engine user from becoming a customer mm-hmm. um so those are like the high priority box so like one example was with wp engine Whenever Bjorn and I set up a staging side or a development side or a production side on WP Engine, we just, for some reason, they were all always just called like development. Mm-hmm. So we thought when we called the WP Engine API that if you took the field that was called environment, which was development, and that also matched the name, we knew that the path on the server to this site would be like sites slash and then the name of the environment hmm. or the, but then we realize there's a difference between what you call the environment in the WP engine UI when you click in there and what it's actually called on the server. Ah, yeah. So we had like a weird bug on for a few, I, I, I ran into it a few times over Christmas where I was just doing support and I, I, I couldn't really understand what was going on. But when we were using rsync to move the files, it failed because rsync was trying to make the folder 
and it shouldn't really do that because it should be there already if the mm. site exists. So like I started asking people if if they were sure that they had created the sites and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it turned out we were actually just we were using the wrong name. Got but it. that's like that's an absolute blocker. Yep. Another thing was like uh, we, when when they hadn't enabled API access from the WP Engine dashboard, which is something I did when I signed up for WP Engine because I signed up to use their API like mm-hmm. two years ago. So I don't remember doing this, but apparently you need to flick like a switch or flip a switch to enable the API. And if they haven't done that, we just, sh- we don't show anything. So it's like, okay, that's a blocker because like they're not going to, f- understand that that's why it's not working right so we need to help them fix that yep. so just stuff like that it's like that's the highest priority yep um and then the the final thing is like the maintenance stuff like we're behind on laravel versions on some npm stuff and there's some stuff in our ci that's completely broken because composer 2 is now a thing instead of composer 1 and mm-hmm. so yeah basically bjorn's main task today was to come up with sort of like a schedule for himself or mm-hmm. some sort of plan um which he did he also already fixed a ton of bugs so it, nice. it yeah that I feels like really good so the your because you shipped the hosts feature which was going yeah. to basically it was gonna it was a big a big initiative many lines yeah. of code changed that's yeah. all merged in yeah. um and so the the current hypothesis that you're validating right now is that, you know, WP Engine customers are the, the prime, <laughs> the best, the best customers to get the most value out of the product today, and yeah. and so, aside from like fixing these bugs, like what else is there, um, what else is there to do to to kind of work that channel and validate that hypothesis? Yeah, I mean, on the product side. The, there's fixing those things, yeah. um, but there's also a lot of low-hanging fruits in terms of improvements we can do. Um, and one of our key results for this quarter is to basically be 10 times better than any other deployment solution for WP Engine. Um, I think, like I, I can tell now, like we get, we I've, I've seen a little uptick in referrals from WP Engine in the past few weeks. And I think it's because um, more and more people are moving away from their built-in Git stuff. And I think I th- I think um, they are talking to WP Engine about like the Git stuff. And I don't think WP Engine is necessarily interested in making a better version of their Git stuff. So they're starting to recommend Branch for that. Um, which is really nice, but so we, I'm seeing more of like a steady stream of WP Engine signups, even though the numbers are small. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I look today; it looks like it's about a third of the signups we get are WP Engine right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so on the product side, it's like, okay, we we fixed the box, but there's still things that might be difficult to figure out. So, like, let's let's do basically everything we can to help them get onboarded like if that is scanning their github repositories let's do that like that's fairly easy for us to do if it's figuring something out like importing their sites from wp engine let's offer them to do that um also like let's offer them to do it for them manually Mm -hmm. Um, and then on the other hand on more like the business side it's 
um, me having conversations. So my goal is to have 50 conversations in this quarter with the engine agencies. Um, I actually bought a whiteboard over over Christmas. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I can I can add a little X every time I have a conversation. Maybe you should build, a, right pa- next build a paper now. chain and then you can take I'll a link off. Actually, <laughs> Look at it. This is great audio, right? Hey, yeah. <laughs> One, now, listeners, one if you X. if you look closely, <laughs> you'll see the X. <laughs> yeah, there is one. Um, yeah, so that's kind of like, you know, that's my my task. Yeah. And already, like, I had one conversation <laughs> with the WP Engine agency this year, so I only count that one. I've obviously talked to others, mm-hmm. um, but just from that conversation, I had like five things I wanted to do or add. Mm-hmm. So we're leaving in the kind of like the product roadmap, we're leaving a lot of room for just things that come up in conversations. Mm-hmm. What's the, um, uh, what's the ask for these conversations? Is it a, are you like, is you trying to like sell them on it? Are you trying to, to, are you requesting their help because your founder trying to validate your product? Like what does that pitch look yeah. like? Yeah. Actually like, the way I think about it is like, it doesn't necessarily have to be a call. Like I'm just saying like, I need to have like an actual conversation in chat or on a Mm -hmm. call um, Mm -hmm. with someone who's a WP Engine customer. Mm -hmm. And so in this, this is actually something I thought I would talk to Matt about. So I'll talk to you about it now. (laughs) But I, um, so in my mind, like I would, I would, it would be like a green X if, if they committed Mm -hmm. or a red if they weren't interested for some reason or it's a bad fit. Mm-hmm. But just for this first conversation, like they were, they ran into a lot of issues that, um, because they're basically like the first time we tried to onboard someone on the new host thing. And there's like a bunch of things we, we learned. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, I talked to him, like kind of like talked to him or gave him a demo or whatever you want to call it. And then he was like, what's the next step? Like, can we, and I, I told him, like, I can walk you through everything or we can do it for you. And he's like, do you have time now? So we, we just got on a call and kind of onboarded him. Mm-hmm. And that's when we ran into a lot of those issues. But we, we worked through them. And he was a nice guy. So he kind of, he, he, he didn't mind, like, doing some debugging and stuff like that. But then the problem was, when we got to the end, it's like, he, he kind of wanted to use this. But there's still, like some stuff they had to do like they they needed to do stuff around like their workflow to actually be able to use branch and more projects um but he was like he sounded like he was ready to commit um but the the problem is he's like there's a free plan and he's just going to be on the free plan mm. so he he's interested he wants to he he's planning on using it but he's not 100% ready yet and he's um he can start on the free plan. So I had to like think of a different color. <laughs> and that, that's when it, this Yellow. became like, yeah. it, I became like super aware that this was a problem. So yeah. he, he has a blue X now, mm-hmm. but that, and that's like interested or mm-hmm. like whatever you want to call it. But mm-hmm. that's really annoying because I want the outcome of these calls to like, like I was talking about truth seeking earlier, right? So I, yeah. I, I want to like, you know, I, I want to actually get the answer like i want to figure out where they are so i think you know like one way is just to completely remove the free plan and be like hey 
yeah, are you ready to sign up? Do you like I can help you get onboarded, put in your credit card, and then we'll onboard you. Yeah. Um, or is it like, yes, there's a free plan, but you have to be on a paid plan if I'm onboarding you, or something else, or like, yeah, because you use this feature, you connect to the WP Engine API, you need to be on a paid plan, whatever. Yeah. But it, it, I'm worried right now that the free plan is not serving me super well. I, I think. I mean, I've been thinking about this for a little while as we've been through the months kind of talking about branch strategy. And to me, it feels like the free plan, I mean, as we know, free plans are primarily marketing, a marketing channel, right? I mean, it's a, it's a way to get people in the door, um, but it's not growing your business yet, you know, and especially for these types of tools, I mean, people could foreseeably stay on free plans like i didn't pay for ci services until like a couple months ago and i've been using them for years you know because yeah i just managed to stay under the limits or just didn't whatever whatever the reason and like for you it's especially if you're doing these kind of more handheld onboarding i mean this is this really feels like the right the right thing to be doing for your own learning and for making sure that you're delivering value and people aren't, aren't going to churn and they're actually getting value out of the product. Like all of that just feels right. Um, and, yeah. and it, and it feels preposterous to, to spend an hour with somebody on the phone, getting them set up only for them to, to be on a free plan. Like I just, yeah. yeah. It yeah. feels weird for them too, as well. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like people are always like, it feels like people are always like convincing me like, yeah, I think we'll probably be on your $150 plan or something like that. Cause they mm-hmm. almost feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> Cause my business was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would, I mean, I think, I think you should seriously consider just pulling down the free plan for now. And yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, there are many good reasons to have it but maybe we just can't afford it right now. Like maybe it's just not what we need right now. And it's like, I think it's served us well to some extent. Like it's because our product have been, has changed a lot and it's been really weird. Like there's been some really weird things. There's been a hundred different reasons why people signed up and then was stuck mm-hmm. somehow. Mm-hmm. So at least like we, we got their email now, like their, they're in there like we know like if they try to connect to wp engine and it never works so it, yeah like but i think well and what do you think about free trial you know i mean that's one way to get that's how i had it in the beginning yeah to still allow people in um and it's it's so it's low barrier to get in but then it just felt like it felt it felt weird to like I think time-based trials are a bit strange because it's like so arbitrary. Yeah. And then the other thing is, the thing is like a quite a large amount of branch users right now, like the problem is still they sign up and then something doesn't work and then they give up or like they, they come back in a long time or whatever. Like they, they, they lose, the momentum is gone. Yeah. So I'm worrying like if I shut them out after seven days or a month, like that just feels, it feels unproductive. Yeah. I mean, but, I, and, and I feel like the, like I, like what I want to know is like, I want to know if they're willing to pay and yeah. then like, then we'll figure out how to get it to work for them. Like if they paid and they want to use it, we'll get it to work. 
Yeah. The product is really powerful today and you're on to, especially for WP Engine, you're on to a track that's like going to dramatically like that 10x improvement upon what people are doing today. But in order to get there, I think you're going to learn a ton doing these kind of calls where, you know, maybe you're doing some concierge onboarding. Some of it's just looking, screen sharing, looking at their account and giving them pointers. Maybe you're not doing it all for them, but like through through this process you're going to learn exactly what each step should look like and be most intuitive and you'll eventually get to the place where self-serve is feasible and then once you can do that then you maybe can start thinking about how to optimize that channel and and maybe it is a free trial and you determine like on average it takes people like 30 days to get to get it set up and get value and so then maybe maybe that's an appropriate trial length but that feels like a decision that's best made down the line once once like the onboarding's dialed in and you can you can get all that set with these more handheld concierge type yeah. of type of onboarding. Yeah, and I like that way of thinking. I it kinda reminds me of the way I thought about these bugs over the holiday break because I you know, we had a big very big release that wasn't like it's only tested by me and Bjorn, so like obviously like people are gonna run into a lot of weird things. And they did, and I I wrote down all those bugs, and I I helped people, but I didn't, you know, on Christmas Eve like call Bjorn and be like, hey, we need to fix this, like it's burning. Uh, one day I did that because we we thought someone was reporting that builds that had to be um, manually started were running automatically whenever they pushed, which is really bad if that was the case. Right. Um, and two people reported that. Uh, in like one person reported it and I it, I looked into it and it, I, I couldn't see it so I just was like yeah I'm not sure that's happening mm-hmm. but then another person reported it and it was like okay this is really bad so yeah. that's when I, I pinged Bjorn and we actually locked on and like tried to, to look into it and it turned out that it, they weren't doing that but it, people misunderstood how something worked um, but for all these other things like I didn't even tell him about it because like we needed a vacation we needed a break yeah and the way the way i thought about it was like that the number one important thing right now is not to necessarily fix these things like right now on christmas eve or whatever like the thing right now is okay we we're seeing like a steady stream of people signing up and giving this a try like it might be like three people a week so it like the numbers might be really small but they're coming in, they're trying, and this is where they're stuck now because there's this bug. So like, okay, when we're back, like we'll fix that bug and the next bug and the next bug, and then we'll see how far they get. And then like, hopefully, like eventually, like eventually we'll remove enough of these roadblocks yeah. and we'll get closer and closer to like see if if people are actually going to use this or not. Yeah, and yeah. So it's like, I don't worry about like one person like dropping off. It's like, it's I'm, it's like I'm pouring water through the funnel and I'm just seeing mm-hmm. or through a bucket um, and and seeing if it's leaking or something like that. Yeah, and I think I you, if that makes it, it goes a long way to signal what stage it's at right now. Like if you if you have a self serve free plan right there front and center on your site that doesn't that doesn't feel congruent with the, Hey, I'm the founder and I'm going to spend actual real time with you. Like this is going to, it's going to cost me money, but I'm going to deliver value to you to, to make you successful. Um, yeah. And I think there's a lot of that angle. Like if you shifted everything towards that angle, I mean, there's ways to do it that doesn't feel like 
you know, we've all come across those sites where it's like, you know, you have to call for call for pricing and like it just feels eh. But I think cancel. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> call cancel. Right. But I think you, there's ways you, you can um, with with your messaging, like communicate the fact that like you're a small, scrappy, ambitious team that's solving solving like all deployment problems for WP agent WP engine agencies and you know, and here's how it works and here's the flow and fill out this form and schedule a time with me. And, you know, you can, you can really double down on the, the good parts about your current stage, which is that you're kind of there at their service. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's probably what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm probably going to get messages about this because people are so nice. Like I'm getting, People are engaged in my journey. I'm getting DMs after after every podcast That's with great. like input yeah. and ideas and stuff like that. It's really awesome. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Cool, we made it to the hour mark. Have you Wait. ever done in a one hour podcast before? <laughs> I have, done, I have before, but uh, I don't do them that often. So I'm glad I could help you stretch. Well, this, this is one the place to the, do it <laughs> to the acceptable length. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. Yes, we made it. Awesome, man. Yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on yeah, and uh, chat on on air you instead bet. of just in Slack all the time. Yep. In the little mastermind chat. Yeah. And uh Tiny Seed is uh just oh, yeah. opened up applications. Yeah. Everyone so, should, uh, should go check it out. If as you're an early stage founder, it's uh it's kind of the way to go, man. There's nothing wrong with yeah. raising a little bit of alternative funding. <laughs> nope. Yeah. And people people send me questions, and because I've encouraged people to send questions uh, about this stuff, um, please do that. I, I I I love talking about this stuff, but please please don't send your generic questions that might be answered in like ten thousand different podcast episodes or like FAQs on the website. Tracy, like has, if you uh, have Tracy and specific... team has done a great job like populating the Tiny Seed website. So yeah, go check exactly. that out first and then yeah. Yeah, like if you really want this, like you'll do a lot of research on your own like we all did. Um and then you'll have like don't ask me like what's your biggest learning or like what's your what's your number one takeaway or whatever. Like just you don't have to ask that question, but like if you have a specific question about like something about my business, like if you're a, you know, foreign company looking to like incorporate in the U S whatever, like stuff that might be more relevant to my journey and like my experience with tiny seed, please ask away. I, I love helping with those kinds of questions. Um, otherwise there's a lot of, a lot of content out there already. I think that people can go to, but yeah, yep. yeah. send, send in your applications. It's uh, it's good. The money's good. It's green. Yep. The mentorship's good. The money's good. <laughs> the money's clean. <laughs> yeah. I said green, not clean. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were like, it's not, it's not illegal money. It's clean no. money. <laughs> Most of it is, is fairly legal. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Cool. Let's end this. Thank you, Derek. All right. Thanks for having me. Take care. Bye. Bye.